0: Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson.
1: Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, episode 142. Thank you so much for tuning in. Joining me today is Joe DeSena, founder and CEO of Spartan, the world's largest obstacle race and endurance brand. After building a multimillion dollar pool and construction business in college and creating a Wall Street trading firm, Joe set his sights on getting people off of the couches by creating the Spartan lifestyle. With more than 1 million annual global participants and more than 200 events across more than 30 countries, Spartan offers heats for all fitness levels and ages, from beginner to elite and kids as young as four years old. The brand has transformed more than five million lives since it was founded in 2010. Joe is also the New York Times bestselling author of Spartan Up and Spartan Fit and recently released his third book, The Spartan Way. And I am pleased to have Joe DeCena on my six weeks of fitness podcast. Joe, how you doing?
0: Doing great. I'm. uh, I don't even need to be on the podcast. You just covered everything.
1: Yeah, well, not quite, man. People need to meet the guy, the person behind the brand.
0: (laughs) Hey, just so you know, I'm on my um, continuous rope climber right now, and um, as we're talking, I'm going to try to knock out 1,500 feet, 2,000 feet.
1: Are Are you serious? As we're talking.
0: As we're talking, I'm going to get it done. it's, um, you don't get really out of breath. You just keep pulling on the rope. It just keeps going around a loop.
1: Really? Where are you now? What state?
0: I'm in the office in Boston.
1: You in Boston? Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Joe, let's get started, man. I, I hope you can do this, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll find it out. We'll see. Could be yeah. dangerous. <laughs> oh man. Can you tell my listeners where did Joe DeSantis grow up and what was his childhood like?
0: I grew up in Queens, New York, and, um, you know, it was a rough and tumble uh, neighborhood in the sense that uh, it was riddled with organized crime. Mm. Um, you, you, you know, you either went to jail or you got shot or you got to shoot somebody. It was wow. it was that kind of place.
1: Mm. Wow.
0: Um And so as a young kid, you found yourself, or at least I found myself wondering, you know, was I tough enough? Um, could I hang with these guys. Could I, could I measure up? Right. And, um, and so most people are either dead or in jail or just getting out of jail. Um, Hmm. but then the other, the other side of the neighborhood were, were, you know, generational uh, families that just kicked ass every day, got up at 5am, ran their pizza place or their cement business or masonry yard welding company very blue collar, hardworking hustlers. So no matter where you look, you know, no, no matter where you got inspiration as a kid, it was, uh, it was high energy.
1: But before creating the Spartan race, you had a multimillion dollar pool and construction business in college and subsequently started a wall street trading firm, all very successful businesses. But why did you pivot into the fitness space?
0: Well, as I was growing up in the neighborhood I just described, my mom in like 1972, 73 walked into a yoga studio. Actually, she worked into a health food store and met a yogi and really bought into this whole idea of uh, yoga and um, health and wellness. And she literally changed our household. And so She was pushing a new way of life, you know? Like, literally, we had monks in the living room chanting. Really? Yeah, she had met a yogi who put on a race and uh, still puts it on in in Queens. That's called the Transcendence Run. It's a uh, 3,100-mile race around a one-mile loop. Really? So, it takes, like, 60 days, 50, 60 days. Anyway... You know you see that you see that as a kid and your mom's pushing health and wellness and branch sandwiches and she wants you to be vegan and it's completely completely opposite of everything going on in the world yes and um and it kind of it permeated my my subconscious i guess and my conscious
1: and that made you pivot towards a fitness a healthy lifestyle
0: well, you know, I resisted it for a long time. Um, I just wanted to make money.
1: Huh? Yeah, I hear you. I
0: wanted to be, I wanted to be, you know, tough like the tough guys. I did not want to be a yogi. And um, and I built my business in Queens, and I sold it. And I went to Wall Street, and I had an amazing career. And and then on Wall Street, I started to gain some weight. And I was making money. Right. And I, I felt like I was with captains of industries. Um, and I, you know, I had made it. I was working in Manhattan. Um, but I didn't feel well. I didn't feel good. And, and so I started to think about the stuff my mother talked about, you know, the yoga, health food, et cetera.
1: So making money wasn't the be-all, end-all you thought it would be.
0: Making money, I don't think, is the be-all, end-all anybody thinks it'll be. I think, you know, when you, you look at billionaires, for example, most of them are unhappy. Right? So it's not, it's not money that's going to make you happy. It's, uh, it's you. You got to make you happy. Right. And to be happy, you got you to gotta be healthy. Um, as healthy as you could be it but by, by the way some of the health happiest people I've ever met are are missing arms and legs you know adaptive athletes
1: Hmm. yes
0: and um, or even some terminal um, patients that you know have terminal diseases I met are, are so uh, happy and motivating to be around and so um I don't know it's 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 something I think you all, chase, you know, we all chase as, as, uh, as parts, as different parts of our life to, to to make money and to and to acquire material things. But at some point, um, most of us realize, wait a minute, was I chasing the wrong thing?
1: And hopefully, you find out before it's too late.
0: And hopefully, you find out before it's too late. I, you know, with my pool business, I had seven hundred customers. And I remember looking at a lot of those customers who were very wealthy and very successful and thinking, why did they let themselves go? Like, why, why are they hunched over and overweight and smoking cigars? And I, like, why, like, I thought the whole point of making money was to enjoy it. How the hell are you going to enjoy it if you're burping and unhealthy and like can't sleep? Like, I don't understand. And I couldn't reconcile that in my head. So you're absolutely right. Hopefully you catch it before it's too late.
1: And, and most of your customers were wise guys. Am I correct?
0: Majority of them were wise guys, but but there were also some Wall Street successful uh, folks in there. I mean, anybody who had a, a, a swimming pool and could afford uh, somebody to do, you know work on their house and fix their patios and stuff probably had money especially in the eight you know late 80s and 90s early 90s um because those were tough times after the 87 crash um and so it was anybody with money and and yeah i i it's such an important thing you just said because um it's it's really resonated with me forever this idea that like life is short like What's the point of killing yourself if you don't use, you know, that then, then utilize what you have killed yourself
1: for? Instead of leaving leaving it to, for somebody else to enjoy.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: Interesting. And so that's why you decided to to um, pivot from the like, Wall Street space to uh the fitness space, which is a great reason to do it. Now, from my experience, having served in the military myself, I'm very familiar with obstacle courses, but nothing on the level as a Spartan race. Please share with my listeners what they can expect by, when they participate in a Spartan race.
0: First, first off, I'm going to thank you for, for all your listeners and everybody else. Thank you for your service. Um, I'm, I'm a, a big fan would be an understatement when it comes to the military and the commitment. That, that the men and women make, but Spartan um, is basically that military-inspired obstacle course, but in some cases it's longer and a little more grueling. And yeah. I'm shocked, you know, when I when I go on the military bases, though, I'm shocked at how dangerous some of those courses are that you guys have out there.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean,
0: those those high ropes, I would not want to fall from. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've done a lot of crazy. Confidence. Yeah, but you've done a lot of stuff similar to that. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> we we do crazy stuff, but but you guys got some great. I think the difference between Spartan and, and the military courses is a Spartan course could be you know twenty six miles, right? And and most of the military courses I saw, you know, you'd be lucky if they're a mile, right. two miles, maybe. Right,
1: not that far. Exactly.
0: They're very they're very short courses, but the obstacles are more intense. Um, yeah, but that, that's it. I mean, we're in 45 countries.
1: Wow. Amazing. We've got,
0: we've got anywhere from a three mile to an eight mile, 13 mile, 26 mile, 100 mile courses all over the world. Hmm. And, um, we, we like to say that we're building better humans. We're getting people off the couch. We're getting them healthy. And we're hopefully, hopefully we're waking them up, like, before it's too late, like you
1: said. Oh, most definitely. Now, I heard you say that you want 100 million people to get fit, and you already have impacted 5 million across the world, and there are 7.5 billion people on the planet today. So what are your plans to reach the other 95 million?
0: I was going to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to see if you could help me. I mean, I heard some great math from Admiral McRaven, you know. Like, If you can get ten people to change ten lives, you know, and it it goes down further and further down the line. Very quickly, you're changing, you know, hundreds of millions of lives. So it's really, it's really just convincing our audience to each change ten lives. That's it. That's it. Interesting. If we could do that. Yes. We change the world.
1: Interesting. I like that analogy. That's perfect. That it is doable. It can be done.
0: It can be done.
1: But what is it about the Spartan race that attracts so many people each year?
0: Well, I mean, the, think about the name. The name is pretty unbelievable, right? I mean, it's a badass name.
1: Yeah, it and,
0: is. And everybody wants to be a Spartan. Everybody. Even Couch Potatoes. Everybody wants to be a Spartan. They're healthier, they're happier, they push harder, um, they're the heroes in movies. And like true. it's a great, it's just a great name. Yes. So, and, and there's nothing negative about the brand. Everything we do is about being healthier and it's about camaraderie and helping each other, not leaving anybody behind, so.
1: It's like the military. I think <laughs> it just, yeah, I
0: think it just sucks you in, you know?
1: Yeah, evidently. And you've been doing this since 2010.
0: I've been doing this since 2001. In uh, 2010, I changed the name to Spartan. So we're, we're, 20, we're 20 years into this project.
1: I did not, that I did not know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that I didn't know. Do you have to be in top physical condition prior to participating in a Spartan race?
0: You know, I tell people... At the very least, if you went for a one-mile run every day and you did 30 burpees and 30 pull-ups every single day. Now, I know a lot of people can't do a pull-up. A lot of people can't do fast burpees, but you do what you can do. But if seven days a week you went on a one-mile run, 30 burpees, 30 pull-ups, and you did, you know, mix some yoga in because everybody, at least in America, is unflexible and non-mobile. True. So do lots of stretching. You will be fine. You're not going to win it, but you'll be fine.
1: Huh.
0: And, and by the way, if you're listening out there and you're not willing to do one mile a day and 30 burpees and 30 pull-ups, you should probably stay on the couch.
1: Mm, wow. What a challenge. I hear you. I'm going to repeat that. That's great. <laughs> so that's mm. one, one mile a day, 30 burpees. And how many pull-ups? 30 pull-ups. And 30 pull-ups. 30. Really? Yep. That's, that's You're not going
0: to be able to do 30. Most people can't do 30 in a row, but maybe you do three pull-ups, and then you do another three, and you do another three. Do them in sets if you have to. But every single day,
1: 30-31. Love it. That's, that's, that's nice. I think we should, we should do that, all of us. That's excellent. How, yeah. how much of the competition is, would you say, mental as opposed to physical?
0: I would say it's all mental. Look, if I outtrain you, let's just say hypothetically, at mile 5 maybe you're getting tired and I'm not tired yet. But at mile 9 we're both tired. Now it's all mental. So it's a, the whole game is a mental game.
1: It's a mental game. Really. How about, how important is nutrition for this game?
0: Nutrition is incredibly important. I mean, fitness starts in the kitchen. You can't, you can't outrun, you can't outrun crappy food. Like, not going to happen. So, if you're listening out there and you're stuck on donuts and high-calorie coffee, you're in trouble. You got to get rid of that. Um... I got a great nutrition policy that I stick to 97% of the time. 3% of the time I get weak.
1: Hmm. That's not bad. My policy is
0: is I try to only eat between 9 and 5. So my my window, my hours of operation for my stomach are 9 to 5. Really? Yeah. It's
1: the first I heard you ask. Wow.
0: Now, I want to give my stomach a break. You know, my mother used to push way back then. The stomach cannot process food 24 hours a day. It just can't, it's just not capable. You know, you, you, see, you see a horse out there eating grass nonstop. Um, horse is a big animal and it's only eating a little, you know what I mean? It's eating little blades of grass. That's it. But we're dumping donuts and coffee and burgers and fries and all this stuff in this tiny little stomach. We're a lot smaller than horses and we're expecting the stomach to process it. All. It can't happen. You're going to end up with disease. So I eat between 9 and 5, and I try, to, I try to lean mostly plant-based. So I just had a big salad. I did let them sprinkle a little bit of egg in there, a lot of avocado. I love nuts. I eat a lot of nuts. I eat a, lot, a ton of veggies. And I don't know, maybe once a month, maybe once a month I have a little bit, a little piece of meat here and there. I eat a little bit of fish. But I would say I'm 90% plant-based. And then, and then the other one is quantity of food. You know, I'm, I'm chewing gum right now while I talk to you. What I do is after I eat, I grab a piece of gum. I grab a healthy gum. It's called spry and I chew gum for, for 20 minutes. And what it does, it takes the edge off so that I don't sit
1: around and keep eating. Really? So what do you do the rest yeah, so- of the what do you do the rest of the day after 5 o'clock? After 5 o'clock, I'll
0: try to get a, a short little workout in, which will help close my stomach down. I mean, I'm talking about like last night it was short. I, got, I went in the garage, and I did, um, I did sets of 10 burpees, 10 pull-ups, and I got on the treadmill for a minute. So I ran on the treadmill one minute, got off 10 burpees, 10 pull-ups, back on the treadmill one minute. I did five rounds, and uh, then I took a shower. I, I take cold showers. And um mm-hmm. and I got and I got ready and I watched a little bit of TV with my wife put my kids to bed. I was in bed by nine. I was up at four am sharp
1: hmm.
0: got my workout in and then I didn't eat till nine am.
1: Really? You didn't yeah. eat till nine am
0: Yeah because I only eat between nine and five.
1: whoa now that's that takes a lot of discipline, Joe. let me tell you, okay you'd be surprised.
0: If you stick to the program I just laid out, I don't eat, by the way, I don't eat rice, I don't eat potatoes. I gave up all that stuff. And what I found was that if you eat a lot of carbohydrates, um, by the way, veggies have tons of carbs, so it's not that I'm carb-free. But if you're eating potatoes and rice and bread, what that does, at least for me, is it triggers more food. Insulin gets released in your body, you want more food. So by cutting all that stuff stuff out, I, um, I find myself really not that hungry. It's very, very,
1: um, contrary to what you would think. Well, exactly. We're taught quite the opposite, you know, eat every two or three hours, you know, definitely. So how long did it take for you to adhere, to stick with this program?
0: Well, it's been, it's been, I gave up bread and stuff about a decade ago. Um, and then only in the last six months am I really sticking to the nine-to-five program. Um, and in, in the last year, uh, it's been – so for the last year, I've given up rice and potatoes. The last 10 years, I gave up bread. And by the way, it's been on and off for 40 years. I mean, my mother, again, she was pushing this stuff. But really, in the last year, I got serious. And it's been transformational. I wish I would. I wish I would have listened to my mother and stuck to it the last forty years.
1: Really? Huh? But, yeah. But
0: transformational.
1: Transformational. Mentally and physically.
0: Mentally, everything is better. Everything.
1: Mm.
0: Wow. And Interesting. and um. And the crazy thing is, when I think about it, I say to myself, "Well, I wouldn't have been able to do it because I just love eating." When you're younger, you know. Yes. And but the reality is, when you get off those trigger foods, when you get rid of the trigger foods, it's so easy. Hmm. It's it's ab- Plus my little tricks: uh, chewing gum right after a meal. Yes. Um, hmm. getting a little workout in after that five o'clock meal, that helps shut things down. Right. Um, not drinking anything. Like just stay away from anything sugary.
1: Yes. 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 Do you drink alcohol?
0: I don't. I don't like
1: alcohol. Wow! Look at you, man. You're a beast. <laughs> Good for you.
0: And I never liked it.
1: Oh, you never? Even when, even during your Wall Street days?
0: Yeah, I, I, I had to drink on Wall Street a little bit, mm-hmm. but I never liked it. I didn't like the taste. I didn't like ever being out of control. Yes. And um, I think when I was a kid, I saw the movie The Godfather,
1: of course, which was
0: really a roadmap to being one of those guys. Yes.
1: <laughs> and.
0: And when, when Al Al you know, when he when he um Marlon Brando talked about staying away from drugs, that really stuck with me. Really? Yeah, really, really? as a young really? kid it stuck with me like, wait a minute, wow. if you want to be tough,
1: don't you have the drink? You gotta stay away from
0: that. <laughs> you gotta stay away from that stuff. Wow. And it really triggered Wow. I, I never touched drugs, ever. Mm. No drugs. Awesome. Never.
1: Awesome.
0: And and um and I never liked alcohol mentally or, or the taste.
1: Wow, that's awesome, man. And
0: it, and it was literally from that movie.
1: From watching The Godfather? literally
0: from that movie. Yeah, from The Godfather.
1: Huh. Sometimes movies could be a good influence. <laughs> no doubt. Now, and you talked about kids, okay? Let's talk about that for a minute because I have a not-for-profit organization called Body Scope of New York. And each year, my organization puts on an event called the Children's Sports and Fitness Expo. It brings out like two to 3,000 kids and parents. But they participate in sports activities um, like, you know, soccer, tennis, basketball, baseball, all that good stuff. But your events also includes children. Tell my listeners about the yeah. about, about the, uh, the program you, you have for kids, the obstacle course. What, what do the kids do?
0: I mean, they're basically doing a shorter version of the adult course. Yeah. And um, – they go crazy for Spartan because you know really? a lot of kids by the time they become teenagers, they haven't been putting in the, hour, the same amount of hours as the top kids in tennis and hockey and soccer and football.
1: That's true. And so they have a
0: tough time keeping up at that level. Yes. And then they they almost reject themselves from the sport, which is a shame. Hmm. And but but with Spartan, yes, you don't see that. You don't see that. They feel. Empowered. I'm not just saying it. It's it's unbelievable. It doesn't matter what level you're playing at. Like, if you come across the finish line as a 9-year-old or a 12-year-old or 15, like you're like, holy shit, I just
1: crushed this thing. <laughs> really?
0: I believe yeah. that. It must so build, build what
1: confidence. What I want to do, yeah.
0: I'm going to invite all 3,000 of your kids. I'll give you free entries, all 3,000. Okay. And we'll bring them to one of our races in the New York area.
1: Oh, now, that sounds like a plan. When are your races?
0: We'll have to take a look. You'll email me and Susan after, after this. My email, I don't care if you're listening here. My email is joeatspartan.com. Yeah, shoot me an email, okay? and we will we will figure out what race in the New York area we're going to get all these kids to.
1: Okay, and I can promote it through the schools, you know? Yeah. yeah. I can promote it through the schools because we, we do our expo in June. And that's when we start promoting it, you know, early part of the next year. That's perfect. But um, this is great. I never thought about an obstacle course, you know, as far as for for the children. That would be amazing. Oh, my God.
0: The kids are going to go
1: crazy. That would be amazing, Joe. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what impact has the Spartan race had on the uh, adults who have participated?
0: Well, I mean, the stories I get in the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, is. Changed my life. I no longer drink. Mm. I no longer take drugs. I'm back with my husband. I'm back with my wife. Really? I lost 200 pounds. I quit my job. I started a new business. I mean, this, 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 you can't believe the emails we get.
1: Wow! All from participating in the Spartan Race. Yeah. Yep. Is it because they're? Is it because of the preparation that they go through before, prior to the event that gives them a sense of accomplishment?
0: A couple of things, you know, when you sign up for Spartan Race, your whole life changes the second you sign up, because what happens is you immediately start going to bed earlier. You immediately make changes to your diet. You're getting up early. You're scared that you're going to fail and get hurt. Thank you. So it forces you to do uncomfortable things, like train, like eat healthy, the things the things we all don't do as much as we should. Right. And then, and then you get out there. And you don't have your phone. And you actually communicate with people the way we used to, with eyes and lips and talking.
1: How about that? And
0: then, and then we help each other over obstacles. And you can't believe the community, how nice they are. And you meet people. And maybe you get married on the course. I've had it happen hundreds of times.
1: Are you serious? I mean, what?
0: You can't believe. You can't believe how transformative this whole thing is. You, it's not, I can't even explain it here.
1: It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable.
0: <laughs> it's unbelievable. It
1: truly is. Where do you see the Spartan race in the next five to 10 years?
0: We're going to the Olympics. We're working on it every day. Really? We want it to be an Olympic sport. Yeah, I want it to be an Olympic sport. I want it, I to. I'm good friends with the mayor of Sparta, Greece. And we got to give Sparta its glory. You got to remember, 2,500 years ago, Next year, 2,500 years ago, was, was the, it's the anniversary of Thermopylae, the battle.
1: Ah, yeah, okay.
0: 2,500-year anniversary. So we got we to gotta, we gotta get this thing in the Olympics to respect those 300 hmm. that went into battle.
1: Exactly.
0: And gave their lives wow. for freedom.
1: Amazing. What a great story, too. That's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Joe, how can my listeners find out more about the Spartan race and Joe DeSina?
0: You gotta follow me on Instagram, real Joe Desena, right? I'm doing this Instagram thing now. They talked me into. You should
1: definitely. Um,
0: <laughs> go to Spartan.com, and then anybody can shoot me an email, Joe at Spartan.com.
1: Excellent, excellent, Joe. Now this is uh, this is tape, so I'll get it out in a few days, next week. So just so you know, all right. And uh, but Joe. DeS- I got
0: bad news. I got bad news.
1: What bad news?
0: I'm only 1,300 feet in on the rope.
1: You've been doing all this on the rope, man. That's incredible.
0: 1,300 feet.
1: 1,300 feet. How do you do it? Are are you going to shoot a picture? Do you have a picture of that too? You can put it on Instagram. I'll
0: take. take, I got videos on on my Instagram of me on
1: this rope. I um, I would love to see that, man. And put that, yeah. put that in the post when I, when I promote the, uh, the piece. we got to put it in the post. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, that would be great. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So Joe Center, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on this show today. Thanks for having me. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks to Fitness podcast and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at bennett at sixweeks.com. Take care, bye bye.